Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Welcome into another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And it's time to talk about bad money habits. Uh, we don't want these things to spoil the party. And, That's right. Uh, whether it's a retirement party or, or whatever, right? We don't want them to spoil it. So we're going to get into some bad money habits this week. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Good. Enjoying Good. summer. That's right. Well, it's a weird one, though, because I don't know about, you know, uh, where you're at versus where I'm at, but we've had only one 90-degree day so far here in the deep oh, south. Oh, really? And it's really weird. You know, it's, yeah, I've heard that down in, in you know, you're kind of the, the mid-south area, but I mean... We, we've hit some 90-degree days already, and but it's been we've all over one. the board. Yeah. And and as a matter of fact, the time we're taping this, it's the high today is going to be 72, and the low is going to be 58. And it's almost really? July. Yeah, it's crazy. We're, we're hitting mid-80s today, so sorry. Yeah. Don't know what's going on. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Who uh, knows? The, uh, the, and, and we're getting rain for six straight days, so... Okay. You know, I don't know if we're, I guess maybe it's a depression, a tropical depression or something. I don't know what it is. It's just been a weird, crazy weird, storms uh, coming through. So, yeah, which I feel like if we're having a mild summer, uh, that means we're going to be in for a, a rough winter this coming winter. And then it'd oh. probably just be blazing next year, right? Uh, what like El Nino versus La Nino or El Nino versus La Nino? Something Nina, like yeah, that. yeah, runs runs through the cycles just like markets, right? It, there's all it's all cyclical. Nice segue, I like that. <laughs> all right, so let's get into some bad money habits then, and all right. uh, and uh, and talk about this. So we, again, kind of picture this, right? You're getting ready to retire, folks, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know you, you you go in to see an advisor, you start to try to get this stuff taken care of, which you should be doing. Uh, and they maybe have to give you some bad news that you're not quite ready for that retirement party because you right. have some bad money habits that kind of derailed you along the way that you should have fixed a little sooner. So yep. uh, we got like five we just want to touch on this week. Uh, things these are these are things that clearly you know it's just something that each person's going to have like this kind of hiccup, right? We all have bad habits, right, Phil, in yep. every aspect of life, right? Maybe you drink this stuff that you shouldn't and That's <laughs> maybe right. say, you know too, I, too much coffee or whatever too yeah, much whatever caffeine <laughs> right yeah whether it's mountain dew or coffee or maybe cigarettes or whatever it might be we all have bad habits right so no judgment there uh but let's not have those bad money habits so that they don't spoil our retirement party right right and since you said market let's just go with the first one since that was a nice little segue from you uh, being addicted to that rising stock market now we had 12 years of this phil right uh, yeah you know, I mean, it was kind of re- easy to get addicted to it's just easy to get know. addicted right 22 yep. kind of slapped us back always going to keep going up right yeah 22 kind of slapped us back but at the yep. time we're taping this phil we've had a few couple we've had a couple of good weeks here and right. i believe the market technically for 23 is up overall um, yeah, I mean, for 23, it's up over significantly overall. I mean, we're still not above where we began. We're still well, you know, where we lost. Yeah, right. But. We're still below the peak, you know, but I mean, there, we've gone through this back and forth of, you know, are we in another bull market? And, you know, technically, depends on how you define that bull market, right. up 20% from the bottom, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. we're kind of on that run again. So you, How yeah, long it'll got, last? Who how knows? long it'll last? Where are we at in the bigger picture long-term cycle? So, yeah, yeah. So, and, and this is a bad habit, right? Because if you were just pumping along all up until 22 and you were taking way too much risk, 
Mm-hmm. 22 slapped you back down. Let's say you were tech heavy, Phil, um, oh, yeah. because you were really enjoying that in 19, 18, 19, 20, 21. Well, in 2022, you maybe lost 35%. The NASDAQ, I think, was almost down 35%. Yeah, right? almost, so, yeah almost 40. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it hit hard. But, I mean, this year it's on a tear coming back. Again, still not above what it was. But, right. yeah, so it comes down to really investing emotionally, right? I mean, yeah. you, you have to understand risk, what you're comfortable with, how much risk you need to take. You have to have that focused longer term, but yet you've got to be careful too as you get to retirement and, and understand risk where it fits and what you emotionally can handle. You know, everyone yeah. likes to invest in in the market when it's going up. Us comfortable, everyone. You know, you I love it. Look back in the the you know nineteen twenty or twenty. We had the the pandemic, but twenty one. You know, markets are going up. Everyone's like, oh yeah, this is I'm I'm risky. I can you know hundred percent equity. Let's do it. S and P yeah. five hundred all the way, right? I, at first, I thought you said nineteen twenty, and I was like, Phil, the market wasn't so great in nineteen twenty, but you were saying nineteen twenty and twenty one, and then yeah. twenty one. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic yeah. was kind of that blip in the middle of it that that yeah. everyone took the quick roller coaster down and out. But, but yeah, so I mean, it's easy to get emotionally tied into that. Oh, this is great! I love investing. Markets are always going up. Let's take it all in, right? Right. So it's like being it's like being in Vegas. Right. If you, right. if you're if you have a couple of good hands in a row, it's hard to walk away from the table. And then the next thing right. you know, boom, uh, you lost it. Right. So you, yep. you maybe, you know, maybe you hit uh, maybe you beat the blackjack dealer three or four hands in a row and you're up. And then all of a sudden, you know, Lady Luck, she comes and grabs you and knocks you it, back down again, you know. Well, you know, I've always said when you're looking at markets in general, I mean, one thing to always keep in mind is, I mean, they have an average, you know, the, the S&P 8, 9, 10%, pick your time frame, you know, whatever the horizon is. But yeah. it's in that 9, 10 range. Anytime you're earning above that, you're getting more than what you should, right? Yeah. So you're, you're earning above the average. You're going to give some of that back at some point. So, yeah. Just keep that in mind. You know, having those good years, it feels really great. Know that you're going to give some of that back at some point. Reversion to the mean, every you know, the, all the markets come back to that average at some point. So, all right, let's go to the second one here, which is the yep. procrastination train, mm-hmm. the procrastination choo choo. Uh, in anything in life, it can get us, but certainly financially right. speaking. The longer you put it off, the, the the well, the less time you have on some things. And we'll talk about that in a minute because I got another point there, too. But right. just procrastination in general, financially speaking, usually doesn't end well. To that same point we just had about the market, if you knew that you had been riding that high wave and something was telling you, I probably should relook at my risk, my risk uh, tolerance, my risk analysis, and you didn't and then got burned in 22, well, that's because of procrastination. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it comes down to having a plan, understanding long term what that is. And I mean, at the end of the day, not making a decision is a decision, right? So procrastination is a decision. So you've made a decision, put it off, and it doesn't get easier the closer you get to whatever it is you're planning towards. So, you know, I mean, talk to anyone that's had kids, you, you know, you have kids and all of a sudden it's like, they graduated from high school, now college, and they're married, and they've got, I mean, grandkids. It's like, what in the world happened? Where did all the time yeah. go? Yeah. Same thing with yeah. retirement. You know, you may be in your 30s and 40s thinking, oh, retirement, that's like 30 years away, 20 years away. Yeah. It'll be there before you know it. Don't procrastinate, yeah. you know, yeah. and especially for those that are in their 50s, you know, starting to look at retirement in that horizon. Now you really have to have a good focus because it's going to be here tomorrow. It happens yep. so quick. Yep, you know, that true. you're going to be looking at, you know, it's on three years, five years up from retirement, whatever it is. 
And where are you at? Do you have a plan? Are you on on track? So, well, let's go to the next point, which is time horizon. Although you're talking about if you make don't make a decision, it's a it's a decision. Uh, right. If you procrastinate, there's a line from the Canadian rock band Rush in a song called Free Will. And it says, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice, right? That's right. So yeah. you're making deciding, a choice regardless. Deciding not so. to decide or to, to do it later is a choice. You've decided. It's still a choice. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk time horizon. That might be another bad money habit. You are not being uh, aware or you're willfully ignoring or procrastinating on your time horizon. So, you right. know, Phil, at, at 51, almost 52 now. My time horizon is certainly different than it was a few years ago when I was doing nothing about, you know, retirement, you know, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine years ago. Eh, whatever. Right. I'll get to it. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm drawing time that horizon. That, that, that's yeah, for somebody older shorter. than me. You know, I, I talk to advisors across the country all the time, like yourself, and and they'll be like, uh, I'll say something like, hey, you know, 50 is the unofficial kickoff um, to, I think, thinking about retirement, just like, you know, Memorial Day is the unofficial kickoff to summer. It's not to actually summer. Yeah. summer. But, well, 50 is not actually retirement, but I think we start our brain starts to think about it a little more. And I've had advisors say to me all the time, I would love it if people would come in and see me at 50 or 52. But often they wait until they're 64. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm going to retire in five years. I, I think I better start looking at this, which or yeah, one absolutely year. Yeah. you should. But, you know, yeah. you you might have some better options if you would have started a little earlier. So and that's the point, right, Phil? You've got more you've got more things to play with and do if you get more time uh, for you to work with. Right. And just even having a different focus from a time horizon. So, I mean, OK, and we've talked a lot about taxes. That's the, the main focus of, of what we it's try to bring one. in all the time. But to me, taxes, I think, is the biggest area where people get the time horizon wrong, because when you're looking at saving for your 401k today, people are often thinking, well, you know, if I put away $10,000, well, you know, coming out of my net check, well, that only really cost me like six. So that's a good deal. You know, I'm going to I'm going to do that today. Well, okay, that that's right. That absolutely does that today. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like long term? You know, see what blend should you have in those tax buckets? Don't look at today, you know, taxes in general. And that's we've talked with, you know, CPAs in general have that short time horizon last year, this year, next tax preparers in general. Right. That's that's how they get judged. That's their focus is how do I save taxes in that time frame? Mm -hmm. You have to look long term and that's just taxes. There's a lot of other decisions you have to look at long term risk. You know, we've talked about that before. People approaching retirement often think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to retire next year, so I've got to change everything. It's got to be really conservative now. Well, no, right. because hopefully you're in 30 years of retirement. So, yeah, with right. part of the money you might. You still got to chase still inflation down. Longer inflation. time horizon. So yeah. Yeah. you need to, yeah, I mean, bottom line, you need to have a plan, right? You've got yeah. to have a strategy set out now through life expectancy. What does that look like? So now you've got a bigger vision of retirement. Well, okay. So to the next point that flows nicely from risk analysis or kind of just reconfiguring things based on time horizon. And that's really the diversification of the portfolio. And, yep. and last year we'll get, we'll just keep beating on up on 22 because, yeah. <laughs> because it gave us a it lot was of reasons. a great example for a lot of things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so, okay, I'm, I need to diversify. I need to pair back risk. 
uh, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to do the traditional 60-40. Well, last year said 60-40 sucks. You just got hammered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, diversification is often thought of, you know, from an investment standpoint of, okay, what's my blend between stocks and bonds? And then even further than that in the stock section, how much is large, mid, small, international, all the different types and asset classes that you can have. Similar concept with bonds, you know, shorter, longer term, all that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one version of diversification. And, and truly, yeah, you need to understand diversification. But to me, stepping back and, and understanding what is the purpose of diversification, it's to minimize risk. So you have to take it beyond just the simple asset class diversification. And right. again, it, it depends on what your strategy is. Ours from that time horizon is that bucket type strategy. That's how we're right. diversifying because we've got a shorter term time horizon one strategy for that set of money for the, the you know, now the soon bucket and now money in the bank soon is the money we're spending in the next 10 to yep. 11. The later bucket, the long term, that's got a different time horizon, different diversification, different asset allocation than the shorter term. And even beyond that, I mean, taxes, you know, your tax diversification. You know, we talked about your tax buckets, the taxable tax deferred IRAs, 401ks, tax free yeah. Roth IRAs. What's your mix in there? What should that diversification look like? Well, you know, you talk a lot about taxes, Phil. It's like you're a CPA or something. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sorry, it's in the blood. <laughs> so you clearly got to diversify the portfolio. And to your point, you got to have that sue money, that later money, uh and, and really tax buckets, same kind of thing, right? You got to think about your tax tax consequences uh of the various stages of the money. So again, that's another right. bad money habit. Uh, If you're not paying attention to that stuff or finally, our final point, working with someone who can help you do it. And so a bad money habit might be and I'm going to reach out to everybody who owns a home out there who is checking out the podcast because, you know, you've done this. Be honest with me. Put me give me send me a comment in the comment section on YouTube. If you went cheap on hiring someone to do work at the house, what happened to you? It cost you more. Right. Almost at some point, maybe not every time, maybe you got lucky every now and again, but if you cheap out, it typically comes back to bite you in the tush. Well, if I think that same thing could apply, Phil, to avoiding professional financial help in order to save money because I'm not paying those fees to the advisor. So I'm saving money. I'll do it myself. Well, DIY was great for 10 years during the bull run. Wasn't right. so great last year. And and right. that's more that's more common than 10 straight years of going up. Right. I mean, the market's moving cycles. They, we don't always have, and we've talked about it numerous times, but I mean, that that bull run we had that ended in, in 2022, I mean, that was the longest one in history. I mean, we've never had that long of a run. So hopefully you enjoyed some of that. You know, but on the, the flip side, you have to be prepared for both sides of it. But it, it comes down to having that bigger plan. So, I mean, the, yeah. the advantage with working with an advisor and helping you, first of all, develop the plan. And I always tell my clients, it's kind of like building a house, right? I mean, you, you want to have a, a plan, a strategy first. You you wouldn't just to build a house, go to Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever your favorite you know lumber yard is and start throwing stuff in the cart and go home and, OK, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this. Right. What are you doing first? I mean, let's, let's build the strategy out, figure out all the different pieces, how it works, Social Security, pensions, you know, all the different factors that plays into your overall financial plan. Now that you have that, then come back and look at the investments and how do they work into that plan? And that's really where the advisor can help is with the plan, first of all. Secondly, is then walking you through that strategy 
all the way through retirement and hopefully helping you not make some of these emotional decisions. Yeah. And think about some of the really massive companies out there like mm -hmm. Vanguard. OK, so they've got some of the lowest, uh, you know, cost things out there in the in the investment world. Uh, and even they publish a study every so often that shows where an advisor can help uh, yep. and, and actually help you, you know, do better than you could do on your own. And so and that's just on the basic investment side, let alone tax preparation and tax, uh, planning, tax planning for future and, events. Oh, and, that's, yeah. Yeah. And then just the emotional component, the uh, uh, you come into your office, Phil, you sit down and I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing X, Y or Z. And you're like, OK, that wasn't in the plan. Let's talk about Let, let's why. run through and see if it works. Yeah. Is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? Or yep. I come in saying, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing, crazy thing. Talk me off the ledge. Well, right. you can't get that from a robo advisor. I can't call up a computer and say, you know, AI is not going to tell me why this is a bad idea more than likely from an emotional standpoint, right? right. It's not going to talk to me like a person and help me understand why maybe this is going to affect my wife. It's just going to give me the X's and the O's and then I'm just making that decision. And if I'm emotional about it, I'm not going to care what the X's and O's are. And I mean, the other side of it is, you know, in, in retirement, what does it look like to you? I mean, do you want to spend your retirement looking at the computer back to, you know, looking at the investments, having this plan, yeah. tracking it every year? Or do you want to do what you want to do in, in retirement and enjoy it and, and yeah. work with an advisor and say, you know, you've worked out the plan that says, OK, I need X amount a month and here's where it's going yeah. to come from. Go enjoy retirement. Let the advisor do what they do best, managing the plan, the strategies, the underlying investments to that plan so that you can then live and have a great retirement. So, yeah, it's like a, you depends know, the on spouse, what you like to see. So, yeah, the spouse comes to you and says, hey, let's go. Uh, I'm ready for let's go take a trip or let's go do whatever. Sorry, I can't. I'm on the computer all day to make sure our retirement doesn't fail. Right. That doesn't, That's right. You know, yeah. 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 Nah, and I mean, to that point, a lot of times. You might have one spouse very involved in it. They enjoy it. And sure. that's great. Sure. Maybe you, you know, still stay somewhat involved if you enjoy it. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But what happens if something happens to you? Yeah. You know, what, what is your spouse going to do? They have no one. They don't, you know, you've never talked to an advisor before. So yeah. now they're scrambling emotionally with the loss of their spouse trying to figure out all these pieces and they have no idea what's going on. So now they've got to go try to find somebody at the wrong yeah. time because now they're emotional. Yeah. And, and I think it's a, it's a cheesy kind of cop out to say, well, I'll save money by not hiring a professional. Again, all of us have had that encounter in life where yep. once we've done that, we went, man, I should have hired a professional. It, it would have <laughs> been easier. You know, I could have done something else, enjoyed what I was doing and, you know, it would have been yeah. done right because they or know not what cost they're doing. Myself, yeah. yeah. Especially if you DIY some plumbing project and then you flooded your house, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Right. And then so, explain that one to the insurance company. You know? That's right. That's right. And all, all right. Let's well, go with it. So, yeah, exactly. Well, that's going to do it this week here on the podcast. So bad money habits that could spoil the party. Don't let those things spoil the party. It's pretty easy to do. Uh, yep. Just get some professional help. Uh, there's nothing that doesn't mean you can't be involved. It doesn't mean you can't do things. You actually should be Absolutely. involved. You want to yeah, make absolutely. sure that you are. Yeah, it's a partnership. So get yourself onto the calendar with a qualified professional like Phil Putney, who is a CPA and a personal financial specialist. Uh, if you're not, you know, in that area, if you're not around Phil, I mean, he does, he works with clients all over the place. Obviously, he's based in Michigan, but he's got clients everywhere. So you can do the remote thing. You can talk yep. to him over Zoom. 
uh, kind of like what we're doing right now. And you can, you know, there's lots of ways to get some help. So just do something for yourself and your retirement. Talk to a professional today. Again, like Phil Putney, uh, and you can reach out to him at 248 That's how you can call him at 248-888-7530. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify or YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this, hit that subscribe button uh, and share others uh, with others who might benefit. You can find all of it at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Com. For Phil, I'm Mark. We'll see you next time here on the podcast. This has been Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.